Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 38th episode of the Dinosaur Podcast. My name is Riley, and today I'll be talking about the Dinosuchus. Dinosuchus is very similar to modern crocodiles in a lot of ways, um, except size. Size is different. Um, but essentially, Dinosuchus would have lived from about 83 to 72 million years ago, which would have placed it in the late Cretaceous, but it would not have seen the extinction of the dinosaurs. So, Dinosuchus lived in North America, and at the time that it lived, North America was split into two halves by an inland sea. Uh, I forgot the name of the sea, but essentially you had the western half, which was called Laramidia, and you had the eastern half, which was called uh, Appalachia on the mountains, based on the mountains that are there now. So the western half would have stretched from like Colorado to California, and the eastern half would have stretched from like Texas to the east coast and then it would have gone from basically the bottom of Mexico all the way up to the top of Canada and this caused these two separate parts to have very different dinosaurs or not very different some dinosaurs were very different and others were very similar so like Appalachosaurus and T-Rex both Tyrannosaurs and they look very similar but they lived um, thousands of miles apart on either side of the sea. So, um, they have found fossils of Dinosuchus on both sides, but we think it would have mostly lived in Laramidia. Um, <clears throat> and the first fossils were found in North Carolina. And it would have mostly preyed on medium-sized dinosaurs, um, although scientists think that it could have on very large dinosaurs. So, Dinosuchus is 11 meters, or 33, 35-ish feet long, and weighed about 7 tons. So, it was similar in size to T-Rex, but it had the bite force of, uh, of a crocodile. Or, well, obviously not the bite force of a crocodile, but it had a very strong bite force. Um, stronger than T-Rex. So, I found some numbers on his bite force, which said about 23,000 PSI, which sounds like a lot, but I kind of think T-Rex had a stronger bite force than that, so I'm not sure if that number's correct. And I also, it also said that, that that's enough to break um, two and a half human femurs. Which also doesn't sound right to me because 23,000 pounds is like six cars I want to say and I feel like six cars could definitely break more than two bones but either way um, the teeth of Dinosuchus were banana sized so a lot of people say T-Rex's teeth were banana sized but most of it was uh, in the jaw, so only like the th last third to half 
was sticking out, which is still a lot. It's like a four to six inch tooth. But um, this with Dinosuchus is different. Some of its teeth were farther in and some of its teeth were farther out. So um, if you look at a crocodile's jaw, the teeth kind of interlock and some teeth are longer than others. And it's similar situation with Dinosuchus. Um, and that would have allowed it to have teeth that bit in and held the prey and some teeth that um, like bit and ripped. Um, so that's like its offensive abilities. And it also would have um, had like the swimming and jumping abilities of crocodiles, um, except on a lot larger scale, which is scary. Um, but its defensive abilities were also same as crocodiles, which are known as scoots. These are either calcified, um, calcified cartilage or just bone, and they got thicker over time, and they formed layers like growth rings and uh, trees. So scientists were trying to figure out how the growth pattern of Dinosuchus worked, how long it would have lived. So they cut one of these larger scoots open from a larger Dinosuchus, and they found that it was different from dinosaurs. So instead of living short, fast lives like dinosaurs, and by short, I mean like 10 to 25, maybe 30 years, uh, depending on the dinosaur, um, it would have lived more like 40 to 60 years and grew very slowly. So it probably spent two-thirds of its life growing, which I want to say is similar to modern crocodiles. Uh, but the average one would have lived about 50 years. Um, so the type of things that it would have preyed on would have been turtles, which that bite force would have definitely helped with. It also would have preyed on some land-based dinosaurs that were living on the coast. So one of the main ones are Crudosaurus, which is a hadrosaur that um, I think they found some bones that had some Dinosuchus marks on it. And like modern day crocodiles with water buffalo and gazelles and other African animals would have jumped out of the water and pulled it in. Um, I didn't see anything on herd behavior, but with the size of it, I couldn't imagine it would be a herd animal, considering that uh, the amount of food one needs would be massive. So it probably would have need needed a couple hundred pounds of meat a day. So a group of like 20 or 30 would, I can't imagine it'd be sustainable, but I'm not sure. So Critosaurus was about 5,000 pounds, or about 1,800 kilograms, I think, um, and 23 feet or 8 meters. So a pretty big dinosaur, I think that's like the size of a hippopotamus, essentially. Um, maybe a little longer. And it would have fed on things like that, probably, it probably would have been an opportunistic hunter. So it probably would have killed turtles, large fish, occasional small fish, birds, pterosaurs, dinosaurs, and with its size, 
Some people think that it might have been a T-Rex killer. Um, I I don't know if it would have would have hunted T-Rex. Seems like a bit of a difficult prey to choose if you have something like Critosaurus. Um, Dinosuchus was officially described in 1909 and had additional fossils found in 1940s, the 1940s, which led to the highly accurate skull reconstruction that was made with those bones. Um, the first bones that were found were to, we think were discovered in 1858 um, by geologist Ebenezer Emmons and uh, he didn't know it was a dinosaur or well it wasn't a dinosaur he didn't know it was dinosaur aged but um, it was found in Blake or Blade County uh, North Carolina which has a lot of clay based late Cretaceous um, late Cretaceous rock so there's um probably most of the uh most of the rock there is like a blackish or grayish clay and it all dates to around the time of dinosuchus and other late cretaceous mid cretaceous dinosaurs week's dino news is on a study that linked a couple of other studies together and led to this new discovery so there have been a couple of studies done done over the i would assume past couple of decades and they basically talk about how there was this major shift in biodiversity both in the ocean and on land and this biodiversity change helped dinosaurs grow and evolve so this is called the carnian pluvial event or episode and it's a two million year stretch of time where global temperatures were up humidity was up rainfall was up and i would assume the reason why this helped dinosaurs is plants like humidity plants like water so plants got bigger when plants get bigger herbivores get bigger when herbivores get bigger predators get bigger so the herbivorous dinosaurs were getting bigger because of that the carnivorous dinosaurs were getting bigger so all the dinosaurs got bigger um and they also diversified because evolution um and essentially this study is talking about how four separate volcanic episodes that I assume was all across the world. They don't totally specify it, but I would assume it's a worldwide volcanic episode that multiple, maybe even hundreds of volcanoes erupted. And as we know, volcanoes cool or warm the uh, global climate, depending on all sorts of circumstances. And this has actually happened within human history. So I think it was the mid 1800s, maybe 1700s. I don't remember. But this major volcano erupted in either the Middle East 
or the Mediterranean, and it was so large that it caused a many decades-long ice age um, on top of the ice age that we're already in. Um, and there's this painting from Van Gogh called The Screaming Man, or just screaming. I, I'm not I'm not totally sure what it's called, but essentially the sky is kind of red, reddish brown, and some scientists believe that this was accurate to what the sky would have looked like at the time because there was so much change in the environment or there was so much change in the atmosphere that it would have reflected light differently and caused different colors um, than what we're used to. So on top of probably sea level rise and temperature rise, there would have been different shifts in other things like ocean acidity, uh, um, how much light penetrates through the atmosphere to plants, animals, <clears throat> and things like that. But essentially, geologists and paleobotanists, and probably a couple paleontologists, went out to this dried up lake basin in China and they took core samples and these core samples showed three very clear volcanic eruptions over what I would assume is probably a couple hundred thousand years. And they found um, elevated levels of mercury, which is a precursor, or not a precursor, a, um, a what is that word? It's evidence to show um, volcanic eruptions. So volcanoes release gases, solids, rocks, metals, um, all sorts of things. And mercury is one of those. I'm sure it releases like uranium and plutonium and stuff like that, but that wasn't mentioned in the article. And this helped them figure out that there was high levels of volcanic activity at the time. And they linked the biodiversity changes to the climate changes to the volcanoes since they all happened at the same time and that is basically where the study came out from so that's all i have for today thank you for listening if you don't want to hear me talk about the past couple of months then i guess i'll see you in two weeks but for those of you that do um basically what happened is i don't think i've posted an episode in four months maybe maybe five months and that's essentially because I had something happen and I missed two-ish episodes and then I made an episode in early July and that episode was the last episode that I was going to make that summer because basically the rest of my schedule was packed I had most of the beginning of the summer off and then the last half of the summer was packed that's just how my schedule worked out and I was planning on making two or three episodes in the beginning of the summer. Then something happened that took up those three, four weeks. So basically I had a summer job and the summer job was to camp up in the mountains and build hiking trails. So I was out building hiking trails in the mountains of Colorado as my summer job. And I couldn't make an episode up there. I couldn't even write one because we didn't have internet because we were camping. 
Um, so then I come back and my school has orientation for every grade, I want to say. Maybe it's just lower classmen. I'm not sure. Anyways, I have four half days of orientation and brand new school. Not many people that I know. Um, sorry for my dog barking. Um, not many people that I know. So it's a big adjustment. I wasn't planning on making an episode that week. I was planning on just focusing on school. So then we have a week off after that, and we go to see family members that I have not seen in two years because uh, of COVID. And I didn't have any equipment, so I couldn't record an episode. Then we come back, and I start school. And basically, I've lost motivation and lost track of time. Like, I'm already almost 11 weeks into school, which is surprising because it really hasn't felt like that long. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way, that time is just weird. Um, So it's a mix of losing track of time and losing motivation that basically led to this. But a couple people were kind of, you know, in the comments on Instagram kind of saying like, hey, when are you going to make the next episode? Can you, are you making any new episodes? Which, a couple months ago, somebody asked me if I was making episodes, and it was while I was still making episodes. So, that kind of confused me. But these people were right in saying that, asking that, um, different people. So, yeah. Hopefully, the next few weeks, I'll be posting semi-regularly. And then, a couple months from now, hopefully I'll be posting regularly. I also made a new podcast called History is Important. And it's history-based, obviously. I don't have any episodes out. But hopefully I'll get one out in a couple of weeks, either on the Roman Empire or on World War II. But yeah, anyways, hopefully I'll see everybody in two weeks. And yeah, bye.